At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 124, named Freak Genies. Seems that it's open season for mass shootings as more have happened during the week. Maybe the MSM should tone down the coverage of these events. Yeah, it's not going to happen, because if it bleeds, it leads. President Biden is not only being ignored by Saudi Arabia and Mexico, but even North Korea is refusing to return his calls. Come on, man. Some misguided youth from the great state of California attempted to assassinate Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Luckily, he was caught. And a story made page 20 of the New York Times, the so-called paper of record. What did make headlines is the kangaroo court investigation of the events of January 6th of 2020 at the Capitol. Democracy under attack. Yeah, right. This country isn't a democracy. We're a representative republic. I bet those college-educated adults didn't even know that. Corrections. Well, this really isn't a correction. It's more of an apology for the lousy audio of episode 123. My digital audio workstation software had an update, and that's what was responsible for the weird audio you heard. For some reason, updates take a while to settle in. In the future, I won't be recording right after updating. Tech news. If you didn't know or even care, Apple held its annual developers event last week. All the big announcements took place on Monday. My coverage isn't in-depth or even complete. I'll just be going over the highlights that I'm more interested in, being an average ordinary old fart. Again, the event was virtual and, of course, slickly produced. Apple does these things very well, so well that I don't think they should even bother doing live events any longer. First, let me start out by telling you what wasn't introduced, though there were rumors. No augmented reality glasses that you and I couldn't afford. No HomePods. No newly designed AirPods Pro. And finally, no new Mac Pro. Now that that's out of the way, the event started with iOS 16. The lock screen of the iPhone will be able to start being edited via a long press on the screen. The time will be displayed behind images in some circumstances instead of being always front and center. 
Live widgets are now supported on the lock screen, such as those for weather, calendar, and sports. A slew of interactive wallpaper was introduced. All these additions finally makes iOS's lock screen kind of on par with Android's. Notifications will now be stacked toward the bottom of the lock screen to keep them out of the way of the live widgets, I suppose. The focus feature is available to manage what notifications you'll see. Focus in Siri also extends to all apps with no setup required. Messages can now be edited after they are sent, which is very welcome. And the FaceTime SharePlay feature can be started within messages, which is pretty neat. Dictation, a feature I seldom use, has been updated with the keyboard now staying open so you can both type and dictate messages and emails at the same time. Now, I feel that could get kind of confusing. Auto punctuation and emoji selection are now included with dictation. Just like Android, Translate is available within the live text feature, which is now also available for video. You can lift text and photos from images and videos and put them directly into your messages, which is nifty. These new features are great, but the one I'll be using the most is the live widgets. The wallet app expanded on the types of digital IDs it can store, and Apple has finally implemented tap to pay, which Android has had for a while now, I think. You can also use your iPhone to accept payments, which is a big deal for small businesses. Apple also introduced a pay later feature, which allows you to break purchases up into four no interest payments. Online order tracking is now available within the wallet app, which is a Good idea, I guess. Maps graphics have been updated along with features that at last put them on par with Google Maps. The most interesting feature to me was the ability to program up to 15 stops per trip. You know, I could use that. The news app will now allow you to follow your favorite sport team and provide live score updates and videos. This will allow me to get rid of some of the myriad of apps I use now to do all that sports following and just have one central place for it. HomeKit and CarPlay were up next. Apple has introduced a new home automation standard called Matter and has signed up most of the major players, including Google and Amazon. I hope I can integrate my Ring security cameras into Matter. Well, I guess time will tell on that one. If you have one of those newfangled electric cars that the kids are driving these days, you know, the ones that have display screens all over the place, CarPlay will automatically size for these screens, including driver cluster displays. It looked pretty cool. Basically, when you plug in your iPhone, CarPlay takes over your car. Of the list of manufacturers that will support this, Toyota, which is the largest car manufacturer in the world, was noticeably absent. I assume all this will get the world ready for the Apple car, the one car to rule them all. <laughs> Up next was Watch OS 9, number 9, number 9. Hey, you get the Beatles reference? No. Yeah, well, some new watch faces that I'll never use were introduced, along with running metrics ad nauseum. The only feature that appealed to me was the heart rate zone warning. But it wasn't clear if this would be available outside the running category. Apple ripped off Aura smartwatches with a carbon copy of the Smart Ring sleep tracking software. Too bad battery life on the watch is really not up to par for wearing the watch to bed and having any charge left when you wake up. 
I mean, even the graphics Apple uses is exactly the same as the Aura Smart Rings software. I predict a lawsuit incoming. If you are an app developer who specializes in software that helps folks keep track of their medications, well, I'd advise you to look into another area of programming. Yep, Watch OS 9 includes this, and it does everything any other app does that's in the App Store. To wrap up, the only thing from Watch OS that impressed me is notifications will now be of the banner type versus the full screen that they are now. You know, I don't know how many times a full screen alert has interrupted something I was doing on the watch. Next was the Mac, that being a new MacBook Air. While the tech press got the CPU correct, the Air will be powered by the new M2 chip. I'm happy to say that the garish colors and white bezel borders and keyboard keys were a no-show. Thank goodness. The bezels and keys are black, which they should be. And the colors that you can get on the computer are silver, gold, gray, and black. Note I didn't use Apple's color designations here. The screen is 13.6 inches, and the computer has a 1080p center stage camera and upgraded speakers and mics. Oh, and the lost MagSafe charging port has made its return with the MacBook Air. This computer will set you back at least $1,199. That's $200 more than the current MacBook Air. When I decide to get a new laptop, I'd probably go for a black-colored Air. In what seemed to be an afterthought, a low-end MacBook Pro was shown. At least a picture of one, anyway. It has a 13-inch screen and starts at $1,299. Apple didn't seem too excited about this model, so I guess you shouldn't be either. I have the Intel CPU version of the low-end Pro, which I do like, but this new model looks like a flop compared to the new MacBook Air. The new version of macOS was up next. It's called Ventura. Besides enhanced mail, messages, and other basic apps, the only other thing new is screen management, which looks pretty cool. Whatever you are working on will be front and center, while other apps will be collapsed into stacks on either side of the main open window. If you have an iPad based on the M1 chip, which I don't, you'll be getting a lot of macOS features. For the rest of us, we'll have to settle for an enhanced basic apps, and the same upgrades that come with iOS 16. I was thinking of upgrading my iPad Air to the M1 chip version, but I'm hanging up my boots at the end of the year, and I don't want any new bills. Overall, it was a good event, mostly dedicated to software, which is really the whole reason for WWDC in the first place. Nothing announced was spectacular. In my opinion, iOS has basically caught up with Android in most areas. My mind might be changed once these updates arrive on my devices, so who knows? Tech I'm using. With my retirement looming, I have to be selective in what things, especially tech things, I purchase. I definitely need a new iMac as my 2015 mechanical hard drive equipped one has recently started showing its age. No more operating system updates will be coming from Apple either, as the device is now considered legacy. I'll be picking up one of the M1 chip 24-inch iMacs in the future. I currently own two Intel chip-equipped MacBooks, one Air and one Pro. I'll trade these in for one of the new M2-powered MacBook Airs. Finally, I'll eventually trade in my now 2-year-old iPad Air for a M1-based model. 
Right now, I use my Works Windows computer in conjunction with Office 365 for draft scripts and edit on my current iPad Air. I hardly use my laptops, but this will change upon my retirement. As I've stated before, I'll be dropping Office 365 and use Apple Pages along with iCloud on my PCs and just do quick editing on the old iPad. I won't be purchasing any new AirPods or other accessories until the old ones wear out. I'll also continue on the two-year iPhone upgrade cycle my wife and I are on. As far as the Apple Watch goes, we'll be playing that by ear, as the cool kids say. Entertainment news. Like the other sections, there's not much going on. I'll tell you what's going, though. Netflix. I've canceled my subscription to the service. In years past, you can find some good series and original movies, but those days are long gone. Even my millennium children have punched out from Netflix, and they're the ones that got me into it in the first place. I see that HBO Max has renewed the original series Tokyo Vice that my lovely wife and I enjoyed. Amazon's The Boys is back and as crazy and bloody as ever, and Bosch Legacy, which airs on Amazon's Freebie channel, is top-notch. Speaking of free, there's so much free ad-driven content out there that if times get really tough, I could jettison all my paid streaming services and just watch the free ones. Along with Freebie, you have Pluto, Tubi, and a host of others. Another service I'll likely axe is Spotify. I don't listen to much music these days, and I don't listen to any Spotify-exclusive podcasts, not even the Joe Rogan experience. Apple Music, as well as Apple TV Plus, are included with my Apple One plan. The only reason I even use Spotify is because I was living all around the world while in the military, so my taste in music is different from my stateside-bound brethren. Spotify has music from artists not popular or even known in this country. Anyway, it's a good time to be either just starting out or... In my case, on the downslide as far as entertainment goes. Podcasting news. Well, not much happening in the now mature podcasting industry. Sure, the backroom deals and moneyed celebrity shows are still happening, but the pace has seemed to have slowed down as of late. I have a queue of shows I'll eventually check out, but I've been busy at work and life lately. I guess this won't be a problem come retirement. I hope the audio of this episode sounds a lot better than the last. Oh, and it's just a reminder, there'll be no regular OFNT episodes for the next two weeks. My work schedule demands I work first seven and then eight days straight starting next Tuesday. I'll try and sneak in a couple of short straight from the desk episodes. The regular OFNT episodes will resume on Sunday, the 3rd of July. Time for a rant. You know, I've been around a while and have lived through many presidential administrations. I had always thought that the Jimmy Carter White House was the absolute worst. I was an 18-year-old newly minted GI serving in Europe while he was in office. The locals just thought he was the most foolish person in the world. Soft on the Soviet Union, under-equipping the armed forces. I mean, I couldn't even get any winter gear issued to me. If it weren't for an old grizzled NCO who took pity on my young butt and procured some basic things for me, like a knit hat, field jacket, liner, and gloves, that young butt would have been frozen over those two winters I spent there if it weren't for him. Thanks, Sergeant Carl Miller, wherever you are. Reagan took care of the military while the first Bush started cutting back on the military. Clinton, 
decimated the military over eight years, which drove me to retire from it. Bush Jr. started the Iraq War on a lie and caused the world to not trust his country any longer. Obama caused race relations to decline to a point that we've never recovered from them, and he let the freak genies out of the bottle. Trump had some good policies, but just couldn't stop tweeting and speaking garbage. Now, I understand he faced a hostile media and a resistance in government that never really allowed him to govern, but he should have taken the high road. That's just not in his nature, I guess. After living through all these administrations, I must say I've never witnessed what is happening to this country now. The botched Afghanistan withdrawal, which cost many American and uh, Afghani lives, the wide-open borders, empty shelves in supermarkets, inflation so high that even if those shelves weren't empty, many couldn't afford to purchase anything. High crime and constant mass shootings have made a comeback, mirroring the Carter years. Now, I could go on, but this episode would last for hours. The things that upset me the most are, this administration doesn't take responsibility for anything. Blaming Russia for all the problems, and though the government's radical left policies aren't that popular, they keep doubling down on them. It's as if the administration knows it's a one-term deal and is hell-bent on ramming through its agenda, populists be damned. The only hope is that the upcoming midterm elections give the Republicans and non-radical left Democrats a majority to at least slow this unwanted by most socialist train down. I hear the music playing. Well, that's because I inserted it into this audio file. That means that yet another episode of the OFNT podcast has come to an end. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. Remember... Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. So, get off my lawn and prepare yourself for another week. I'm out. I'll see you on July 3rd. Take care. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details